Welcome back to the Hour Time Show, the show by Watch Geeks for Watch Geeks. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas DeLeon. And I'm so glad you're here. I am too, Victor. How are you? I heard you were slightly under the weather. I refuse to talk about that. I am amazing. Alrighty, fair enough. I'm fantastic. I'm the best ever. Is that a map behind you? Where the map bros? It is a map behind me. It is, yes. That's very neat. I thought I, you know, I don't have a green screen set up, so I thought I'd do a map. Maps are fine. I'm a big fan of it. I have a map behind me. I don't know which direction to, to move. That is uh, New Spain, the old, the old terminology for Mexico back in the day. Mexico, yeah. It's pretty neat. I like those old-timey maps where they just have, like, question marks where they're just like, I don't know. Put a, put a little airplane flying over. <laughs> no, no, maps, maps of the world. Our time show around the world. I I like the ambition there. Uh, so we have to do a slightly quicker episode, folks. Twenty minutes or twenty minutes or less, because I have a meeting. John John is not in attendance today. John is traveling the world. He is part of our time show around the world. He is bringing the word of wristwatch review. He's bringing the evangelism of our time show to far flung countries. Someone has to. So we appreciate his uh, his marketing efforts. Let's say. His dedication, his commitment. Yes. So I want to start with – we have a couple things to talk about, but I want to start because I put it in the Discord. So if you were in the Discord, I believe yesterday as we're recording this, uh, word from our friends at Zay Stern. Uh, they have uh, announced and released a new – I don't know what they call it, but it's basically a Pelagos. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't uh, – mind the trademarks. It's it's very similar. Look, they're not using that word, obviously. Look, look, let's 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 just say what it is, right? It is a 39 millimeter titanium grade two, which is uh, the the correct titanium grade for this watch. It's a 39 millimeter titanium watch with a titanium bracelet and a stainless steel clasp, and you can have it with a a seagull movement, the ST2130, which is a copy of the Eta. 2824, or you can have it with an NH38, which is a really great Seiko movement. Yes, that I think, pro- honestly, probably like at least half of the watches I have, uh, I don't know about half, but a lot of them have the NH38, and I, it is it works, it feels like it's robust, it keeps reasonably good time. I mean, they're, they're not pretty movements. They're not movements you'd want to look at under an exhibition case back. I don't think any of them have exhibition case backs, which is fine by me, because I've seen pictures of it. I mean, it's fine. It's- I, I have some NH movements, the NH watches that have the case back that's clear, and you can see the the very cheap, affordable movement inside. But the beauty of them is that, yeah, they're they're not pretty, but they just work. They work. They're great. So this watch, it's it's thirty nine millimeters. It is from Zaystern, twelve and a half millimeters thick, and weighs about ninety six grams. Now, to put that in perspective for you, a stainless steel watch on a stainless steel bracelet is about 145, 150 grams. And, you know, if you use a hollow link bracelet or a Jubilee or something like that, you can knock it down to around 120 grams, if you're careful, 130 grams. But it's still, that's the weight, right? Titanium at under 100 grams is great if you like a lighter watch, and I do. Yeah. I think it looks uh, pretty good. And again, it... it, it 
vaguely resembles the Pelagos, which is fine. That's allowed. It's yes, fine. So, what what is what is the pricing for these things? What can people expect? Uh, well, that's an interesting question uh, because I feel like with these brands, pricing is uh, fake, basically. Flexible. Flexible is a polite word. Uh, right now, uh, you can click buy for $279. Uh, that's before – That's the NH. That's the NH one. Uh, the other one – Yeah, if you, if you want the – it's 300 bucks. 299 yes. Now, I feel like these brands, Zaystern and guys like that, uh, it's very easy to find like coupon codes, all that type of thing. So the actual – not that I have any offhand, frankly, but like I feel like I get emails from them all the time. Oh, it's happy July. Here's 10% off. Happy August. Here's 10% off. So I feel like the price is uh, flexible. But I think if you think around $300, that's what this costs. And I I would call that fair. I mean I have a few Zaysterns as I've showed on the air, uh, including the, the Doxa one and I think – Maybe a tr- I forget. I for sure I have the Doxa one. It works fine. It does it does the trick. Uh and I think I paid around two hundred for that one. So so yeah. And I want to discuss for a minute. So there there are basically four of these kinds of manufacturers that are big. There's there's San Martin, there's Zaystern, there's Heimdollar, and there's Tactical Frog. I'm less familiar with Tactical Frog. <laughs> Tactical Frog also makes a Doxa. Tactical Frog makes the. Uh, you remember there was the the Pelagos um, military. Uh, I don't actually, but I can. The the one with the fixed. Yeah. So if you look at Tudor, there's the Pelagos military one. That's the uh, the the fixed bars. There are no spring bars, and it only comes with a netto because of that. And they made a a really nice titanium fixed bar style, Pelagos. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. So all, all of these companies all make these kinds of watches. They all do this sort of thing where they're they're more or less making a watch that has been made by some of their companies in homage. San Martin has the greatest quality. They really do. And Heimdaller and Zaystern are sort of second, and Tactical Frog is probably third. Um and, and just in the hierarchy of things and, and, and how it goes in terms of what you can expect. Yeah. Now, what are the things that differentiate? Are we talking about like bracelet quality, finishing? What, what, are, what are the things that, that why you would say? Yeah. Bracelet quality, finish quality, um, loom, uh, after-sale service. Okay. You know, there, there have been people who have purchased things from San Martin and gotten one that that for whatever reason hasn't been quite right after sale and they and, and you contact them and they fix it i've never had to contact any of these companies uh i honestly i probably wouldn't even bother like i it, maybe that's my mistake right you you'd think that this is a disposable watch or whatever and you'd carry on with life but yeah but san martin deserves the good reputation because they they well, one of the things that they do is they provide a custom dial service where if you have, you, know, you, you can reach out to them and see if they're willing to customize a dial for you. Take their logo off, put your logo on, change the dial text kind of thing. And I, I know of one case, so it's anecdotal, not data, but I know of one case where someone had a custom dial and they had a problem and 
they got a fresh dial sent to them kind of thing. And, you know, they, 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 they are not without some service here. You can talk to these people. So it's, it's good. Now, I have a spicy question, and then we'll, maybe we'll move on from, from uh, this particular watch. Let's say I ha- – let's say we're, we're – we talked about reps the other day, uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Now, let's say I'm interested in like buying perhaps this uh, the Zaystern, which vaguely resembles the Pelagos. Uh, why would I buy that? For three hundred dollars, when I can get, uh, I assume a very good Pelagos rep for probably around three hundred dollars. I haven't checked prices, but what is the thought? Pro- like, why? Why would you do that? Other than, other than, like, I leave the floor to you. Walk me through that, like, mental. Here is here is the deal. A couple of things. First of all, you're not going to get a very nice rep for three hundred bucks in titanium. It's it's going to be five. I have no yeah. I just pick the number out of right. So so should you spend two to three hundred or should you spend five? If you really wanted to say tutor on it, you can spend five. You're going to get a a probably an Asian twenty eight twenty four inside, and it's going to be much closer to the actual tutor shape and size. The tutor is eleven point eight millimeters thick. So the Zaystern is 12.5 millimeters thick. It's much taller. Um, if you go to the Heimdollar, which I wanted to mention, the Heimdollar variety of this type of watch, similar pricing, only comes with an Eta style movement, either a PT5000 or a Salita SW200, is going to be 11.4 millimeters thick. So if you go with a Heimdollar instead of a replica, you're actually getting a thinner and, in my mind, better shape than the actual tutor. Yeah, I, I think I honestly think I stole that, stole that question from Reddit the other day, or or somewhere. I was like, someone posed this exact question. <laughs> Look, if if you really want the the dial to say tutor on it, and you really want it to look the part, then spend the more money and buy the rep and 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 make yourself happy. But if if you want to, first of all not spend as much money and get a thing that you can enjoy that, that doesn't say tutor on it, but is otherwise in all ways a perfectly fine watch spend the 300 bucks or 400. If you're getting a Swiss Salita in it and, and be happy that way. There's also the minor, uh, legal as I mean, technically it's, it's no, no, it's a trade. It's absolutely a trademark violation to purchase to, to, well, not to purchase, but it's absolutely a trademark violation to make a replica. Yes, I'm. I for the purpose of this thought exercise, I was like, let's put that aside, uh, just like the object itself. Speaking of which, and I will, I will put the link in the show notes. Uh, there, I didn't read the article because nobody reads the article. Uh, but I saw that uh, the New York Times, I believe yesterday or the day before, they had an article on highly accurate replica like bags, like purses, stuff like that. Which I think, honestly, I think New York Mag had the same article. A few months ago, so New York Times is a little late to this. So the commentary on that is is that there's, you know, I, I was I didn't read the article either, but I saw the headline and I saw the commentary on Twitter and Mastodon, and you know, some people were saying that the quality of these bags is low, which is why it's easy to replicate them. But other people were commenting that the 
job that the, the replicator factories do is much better and, and has gone up. And, and the truth is a little column A, a little column B, right? You know, there, there are people that take apart these bags on YouTube and demonstrate the low-quality leather, the low-quality work, and, and generally how disgraceful it is that you're spending this much money on something that's poorly made. But in the case of wristwatches, the you know there's no denying that a a Rolex watch is a well-made watch if it's a tool watch that isn't highly decorated. Fine, um, you know that that was years ago. A complaint was that you're spending this much on a Rolex and you're getting a watch that's not got a really nicely decorated movement. It's kind of you know, and that was a scandal. Rolex was very unhappy at that point. Um, Walt Odets wrote that editorial. Yes, yes, I remember that. I remember. We brought that up a few weeks ago, yes. Yeah, it's good to keep bringing that up, um, especially in light of the absurd astronomical prices. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not getting a Patek, you're getting this. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that, that's, uh, how deep does this lore go? But yeah, that's exactly... But the the people making clone movements of the Rolex movement continue to improve. Now it, it doesn't have the the same balance wheel set up exactly, but it's it's in all other ways really really close, and they've only gotten better. All right, I I didn't mean to turn this into no no. There, there's the concept of of NWBIG which is not worth buying in gen or not worth buying the genuine item, right? Oh, I think I've, I've seen that. And if, if an item is indistinguishable when it's observed by people who are, are authenticating outwardly, then, then maybe you're fine. Maybe it's not worth buying the genuine item for you, for that person. Um, you know, it's, it's, fairly easy to tell when you take apart a Rolex clone because the balance wheel is the tell. Yeah, I would feel nervous. I've never I've never brought any watch for service. Uh but I I mean, I feel like you'd have to tell the guy. It's like, "Hey buddy, this is Yeah, you need to warn someone in advance this is what you're doing." And they'll tell you, "We aren't because he might be like he might be like, "I don't I don't work on these." Yeah, yeah. I I just for reputation reasons or like I don't I don't want to touch that. Well, so Rolex watchmaking and servicing has gotten a lot harder in the past few years. So it used to be that you had an account with Rolex as a watchmaker and you could buy parts that you needed for your watch that you were servicing. And anymore, they have been closing a lot of those accounts or threatening to close those accounts. Um, It used to be that, you know, you just dispose of the parts that you took off that you didn't need anymore kind of thing. And... Now you need those parts to go back to Rolex so that that they know that they aren't getting out into into eBay's or into people's super clone replica project builds, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you'll find parts on eBay, right? You'll find you'll find old date just cases. You'll find dials. Um, you'll occasionally find hands, but a lot of those that 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 supply is drying up, and things are going up in price. I, I used to buy dials and hands and stuff like that and, and build stuff. And it's, it's getting harder. Yes. It's still there a little bit. It's still there for now. But the word is, the, the rumor is that the uh, that, that Rolex threatens to take away the accounts and, you know, you have to return all the parts. Yeah, they feel, I mean. And I understand that, right? 
<laughs> they're like, you know, yeah, yeah. But this is this is the deal. They don't want stuff making it out there because you, you see people that will take, um, you know, a day just case and a dial and put an ETA movement behind it, or they'll put the Chinese uh, clone movement behind it. And, you know, instead of using a rep dial, they'd like to purchase a genuine dial and have it look even more the part. But that's that's going to get harder in the future, probably. Yes. Uh, and they also, uh, I'll put a link in the show, they opened a uh, pre-owned, certified pre-owned maybe a week ago, or they announced that, which is... Through uh, Torno and Bucherer. Uh, I believe that's that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that's that is interesting to me. Uh, I don't know. I, I I feel like Rolex just takes up so much. Like, yeah. I mean it's a, it's a good deal for them, right? They they buy up a watch at a lower price, they service it, and then they put it back on the market and get to charge the current market value for the thing, which is astronomically higher than it originally sold for a two thousand dollar Rolex sub is now going to be a $12,000 Rolex sub. John mentions that every other week. You know, when he, you know, 10, 15 years ago, he bought a watch at, a, at an airport, and now it's worth, you know, 2, 3x what he paid for it. Something like that. Nutty. All right. I think that was that was it for, for the Pelagos. Not the Pelagos. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it for the uh, titanium watch segment. But I want to talk about Bellamel for just a second here. Can we do that? Yeah, no, of course. No, no, I was just wrapping up the Pelago segment <laughs> and the rep discussion. Jesus. Okay, so the, the Bellamel segment is this. There is a watch called the Contra A40, which is a dive watch. Uh, claims to be inspired by the counterculture of the 60s. It celebrates a detailed fusion of timeless design principles adapted to today's zeitgeist. In, in human language... It looks kind of like it's inspired by an old watch, but it's bigger. Uh, I'm looking at it now. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I don't have any. All right, so so it's it's got uh, squared off uh, end link lugs kind of thing, like you'd see on a skin diver watch. In other ways, it looks kind of like a dive watch. It's got a stainless steel case. It's got a stainless steel bezel. It's got a stainless steel bezel insert, which is really cool because that's really tough. So you can bang it around and it'll look good. It's got the Miyota 9039 movement, which is an excellent little movement. Um, it's a 40 millimeter wide case, 48 millimeter lug to lug, which is just a little long, but not very long. It's got a 13.8 millimeter thick, including crystal case. Now, here, here's the comment on that. We were just talking about the thinness of these titanium guys. And those titanium watches are not using small, thin movements. They're using the 2824 PT5000 Salida SW200 or the even thicker NH movement. And they're still getting 12.5 to 11.4 millimeters thin and 300 mm water resistance. This is 13.8. Now, 13.8 is a fairly normal thickness, even 14, for a Submariner-style watch. But you need to do that because the movements are so fat. Here, the 9039 movement is a really, really slim movement. There is no mechanical reason that this has to be as fat as it is. But, like I said, it's 13.8 and subs are 14, so this will feel normal. Yeah. So if you're chasing that, that perfect thinness... You know, look look at the Zaystern or something. If you're chasing something that's 
superbly made with with all stainless everywhere, this might be your thing. It's a handsome watch, yeah. And, and to, it's, uh, you know, this is, I believe we have coverage plans. I don't know if we could reveal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so in transit to me now, winging its way across the oceans is the prototype. Now, the prototype, I'm going to take photos of it, but I warn everyone, the prototype has been seen by a ton of people and taken apart and, and reassembled a few times as they were working on this. It is banged up. It's 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 not even a review unit. It's a it's a watch. Other folks have looked at it. Basically, it has seen some things, but <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was thinking. <laughs> don't even not you. You hold your tongue. You hold your forked tongue. But maybe I'll say it in the Discord. Ooh. <laughs> but in any case, it's it's going to be good. And I'm, I'm going to show it off and write about it and wear it. And, and, you know, normally when I get a review watch in, I'm pretty gentle with these things. I try and take care of them. I want to return them without any scratches. I take care of my stuff in general. But because this has been beat up, I'm going to wear it around a little bit and see how it feels and, and, and really be able to write about what's, what's good here. After we do this, there's the potential for a proper review of a production unit. So we're, we're going to be able to look at the thing before it's produced and see what changes get made. And and there are always changes that get made along the way. You know, you make a prototype and then you give feedback to the factory and say, no, 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 no. we got to fix this. We want to change that. We want to do this. And the factory says, you can make all those changes, but now it gets more expensive because you're paying for those changes. And, uh, you know, you go back and forth with factories like this, but this is going to be nice. It's where we're, I'm looking forward to covering this. Well, cool. That sounds good. And uh, the Kickstarter is going to come about I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it's going to be sometime this month, but uh, but it'll be all right, and we'll we'll make sure we get some coverage about that. In yeah, of course. Uh, was there anything else? I'm blanking. I thought there was a third topic we wanted to hit. Uh, yes, project watches. Yes. Okay. In the in the Discord this more this very morning, some some kind gentleman, one of our best listeners ever most handsome people uh, said if we had any ideas about getting a case that could house a chronograph with a Dupuis de Praz module on it, which is generally a, like they'll take it at a 2892 or 2024 and stick a chronograph module on the top and then case that up and sell it to watch. And he said, you know, do we have any leads on where you'd get a case for such a thing? And my immediate answer is no, and don't do this project because you're, you're asking for a world of pain. I was looking at that. I was like, I don't know what these guys are talking about. I've never dabbled in that. Uh, it's trouble. It's it's complete trouble. Buy buy things that you can actually get parts for, or that you can figure out how it's going to work together. Right. So, for for example, I I bought a Tudor jumbo style case, thirty eight millimeter style case that normally houses a day date movement but it houses the Schilt day-date movement, and the stem height on the Schilt is not the same as the stem height on the Eta day-date movement. So I can't make the day-date that I wanted to make because nothing matches up. Yeah. And, you know, stuff's off by like um, half a millimeter to almost a millimeter. It's it's not going to work. You bend the stem, you break the stem. It just, no. Not right. And so this guy wants to get a, a case that is almost like the cases you'd find in the Speedmaster Reduced where the, the crown is offset from the rest of the pushers 
because of the module being stacked on top. Yeah. And he said, well, I know of a micro brand that used them. And I'm like, that's your lead. Ask that, ask those people for a case, ask those people if you can buy a watch. Cause there's just going to making a dial is easy. You can get a dial made making a case. You're going to, if you can't get the case, if you can't buy the case, you are going to spend a few thousand dollars talking to a factory to prototype you a case for a one-off watch. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. So you have to ask yourself: Are you a, are you a hundred dollar Batman guy? Or are you a five thousand dollar Batman guy? At the moment, I'm a hundred dollar Batman guy. <laughs> exactly. You're a three hundred dollar Zaystern guy, is what you are. And yeah, that's that's. Uh, and even then, it's like, what am I going to wear this twice a week? I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't go anywhere. The people at Target will love my. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't really wear a watch around the house. When I go out, I put one on, but I haven't really left the house. So what am I what am I buying these for? And I work I work from home even here, well, here in Tucson, mighty Tucson, Arizona. I work from home. I'm home all day unless what what watch are you wearing right now? Great question. I'm wearing the Steel Dive. We were talking about them earlier. This is their uh turtley so steel steel dive is in that pantheon, right? There's there's San Martin, Heimdaller, Zaystern, Steel Dive, Tactical Frog. I feel like I'm that that guy. Like I like their stuff. It's approachable. You know, I, I've never I was never like oh I need I don't even know who's like a fancy clothing company. I don't know LVMH. I don't know. Eh, my, my, any money I spend if I I'll want I'll buy the fancy TV. Yeah, clothing. Eh, I feel like. You know, Jim Cramer does this. You know Jim Cramer, right? The 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 terrible stock guy? Yes. Uh the guy who's always wrong on CNBC. <laughs> um he he wears these suits and every, there's there's a video compilation of him naming the the suit that he's wearing. And he's done it a few times. And I'm like that that's that's the important thing. Like if we google Jim Cramer suits, I wonder yeah, I know he he said he said he's uh, Brioni. It's Brioni. He's always he's always talking about his Brioni suits. Brioni, dude, I've never heard of Brioni. That's another reason why I don't mind that I've left New York. Like that whole like that stunting and like oh, this Brioni suit is like, dude, I don't care. I don't. This is not important to me. Like I I, but that's how those guys show off. Which again, we're the watch podcast. We should we're the last part, but like, <laughs> I mean, okay. Let me let me let me say something. I I'm not sweating the Tiffany dial, whatever. Th- look, I I own some clothing and I like some clothing, and it's nice to have nice things, right? When when something fits right, when it's a good fabric, yeah, this is good, and it's especially you, you can tell the difference between this and the knockoff kind of thing. But but I don't do it to brag that it's the the ooh it's that that label no it's because I I feel good knowing that I'm wearing something uh, that that makes me happy and confident for sure some folks do in fact do it because it's Brioni and I like to wear and I want everyone to know I'm on the new Lemon Eight app talking about my Brioni suit <laughs> great good for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But that's that's his prerogative. I don't I don't care one way or the other. Well, I, I want to say the, the, the project advice is start projects that feel attainable, that you know how you're gonna get to the other side of. 
I have probably like six or seven dials that have not been made into watches yet. I've got at least three or f- no, I've got four or five, six, at least six or seven empty cases that have yet to be turned into watches. I have definitely five movements hanging around. I have all, no, five plus another three. Yeah, eight, eight movements hanging around. I have all these bits, but I have them all sorted into the hand goes with this movement that goes with this case. So I know how these things are going to go together. And I just haven't made the time to assemble them. But when you buy bits and pieces that you have no idea of how you're going to get to the other side of, that's an easy way to become a stockpile. And I have a few things like that, but for the most part, I've got everything matched up. Yeah, I don't. That feels. It's like buying Legos, or you know, without. You you got to know the recipe that you're going to use to make the thing, right? You know, you have to know that this case takes this kind of movement and a dial diameter for this size dial, and where you're going to get that dial from. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I would. How else? I mean, just buying parts willy nilly seems. Well, I do, I do, but I know what the recipe is and I know what I'm buying. You know, I, I will buy it, you know, I buy a bare dial and then six months later I get the case that goes with that dial and then I can go buy the movement of the hands. But I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Just just buying, uh, oh, what, there there have been times, right? I bought a, uh, I, have an Ome- I have a real Omega uh, coaxial movement. And I'd originally planned to put that in a Rolex date just case as an act of blasphemy that would anger both Omega and Rolex fans. You get so many. I ended up selling the date just case to someone who put an edit in it, made an Explorer type watch came out really great. So now I have this bare movement around and it's an Omega coaxial movement. And what I need to do, but I have not done is I need to buy a Seamaster case and a Seamaster dial. And then I can just build a Seamaster. I've never had the itch to do all this make maker magazine stuff with watches. Uh, it's neat, but I just don't, I, I above my head a little bit. Here's, here's the thing. I like the Zaystern. I like the Heimdaller. I'd probably like the Heimdaller more because it's thinner. I don't really care for the snowflake hands and snowflake dial. I would totally make a fresh dial and put some Mercs on it and be really happy. Yeah, the 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 octopus logo on that. I'm looking at it right now. It's a little. If they could just give me a plain black, I mean, I'm sure they could, but just I don't. They probably will. I mean, I believe they do. If you ask them, they can probably just put whatever text you want on it. But yeah, no text or, or just not that octopus. Just sterile dial. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna buy it, but. Uh, that octopus thing, I'm looking right at it. It does feel a little strange, but whatever. Not my... Well, you take a look at Tactical Frog. Maybe that's what I need to do. I need to look at Tactical Frog. Uh, I think that was it, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. That, that is it. That is it. All right. Well, then uh, I'll let you close out the show then. How does that sound? We will be back next week with our intrepid world traveler, John. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas DeLeon. This has been The Hour Time Show. Thank you for listening to The Hour Time Show, the official podcast of wristwatchreview.com. Feel free to email us at tips at wristwatchreview.com with your feedback and suggestions. And please be sure to visit wristwatchreview.com and wristwatchreview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Have a nice day.